Welcome into State Champs, Michigan's Face-Off Podcast. It's presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports at Lawrence Tech, including men's and women's lacrosse. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click Recruit Yourself link. Along with the coach at Orchard Lake St. Mary's, Greg Durham, my name is Sean Belegian, welcoming you to another edition of the Face-Off Podcast. This is the championship edition. It's our last one. Of the Face-Off Podcast. It's Congratulations finale, yeah. uh, to East Grand Rapids. Right. Uh, getting it done. And to Brother Rice getting it done in Division One. And coach, speaking of Brother Rice, right off the bat, we have... A special guest. Yes, uh, Ajay uh, Chala. Chala. He's uh, from the head coach of Brother. Oops, the head coach of Brother Rice. Uh, consider him a friend. We kind of we we were two guys that we kind of you know we talked to each other about different things that's going on in the sport. Um, he, I, I tell you what, what playing Brother Rice this year, the first game, it was a pretty close one for us. Just to see, you know, but that was the beginning of the year. But I think you know Ajay, they, they had a ton of injuries in the beginning of the season, dealing with COVID, like we talked about. Um, but I think when they played us in this, the Catholic League Championship, that's a team I was like, that's the best team right there in the state because you guys, Ajay, you guys are unbelievable through the rest of the year. You guys got so much better getting guys back. Um, welcome, by the way. And uh, so how's it feel? I mean, it always feels good when you when you end the last game with a win, right? I mean, right. that's the ultimate goal. Um, thanks for the kind words, Greg uh, and Sean. Great to be with you today um feels great i mean i think the kids are they're happy they got they achieved the goal they they were trying to achieve from the beginning of the season uh as you mentioned it was it was not an easy season uh you know we we did have one one of our better players out with covid for the first couple weeks of the season um and faced a number of injuries early on Uh, at one point we were out six starters on the offensive side of the ball um, you know, and, and I think that's just a, we attribute that a little bit to guys not competing at a high level for a year and a half, right? I mean, these guys came in, they hadn't played in a year and a half or so. And, uh, when you start going at a high level and, and the speed at which we practice and play at, um, I think injuries happen, right? They just, their bodies weren't ready. Uh, luckily, as you said, we, we got a lot of those guys back toward the end of the year and, and really became the team we thought we could be at the beginning of the year. Ajay, how do you even describe what the last year has been like? Because, you know, I and I say this with respect, Brother Rice is the target. You guys have been the target for a long time. So everybody has been dealing with the same set of circumstances, and you're dealing with those circumstances and the target on you as well. What can you say about the kids and, and what they've done in the past year to get to this point? Well, I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to the kids, right? I mean, they, they worked their butts off in the off season uh, when we couldn't work with them, right? They were finding ways to get on fields. And I was getting calls uh, from the MHSA telling me about all the practices I was holding and had no clue. These kids were, jumping fences to get on fields, uh, which is probably not the right thing to do, but they couldn't wait to get out there. And, um, you know, obviously the coaches couldn't be with them uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, COVID. Number two, we just can't practice with them in the off season. So, uh, you know, the captains held practices. 
they shot a lot on each other. They worked, they, you know, worked one-on-ones. And this senior class was a, was a very interesting senior class because it was one of the few that I can remember that we didn't have any sophomores on the team when they were sophomores in 2019, the last time we played. So uh, you're talking about a group of kids who had never played for us. Uh, and, you know, a lot of teams missed out on last year. And, and one of the things I'll say, and, and I know Greg may, uh, may disagree a little bit, but um, it wasn't so much the actual experience of the playing time and the sticks in hands and stuff as much as it was a culture gap for us. Uh, you know, Brother Rice's program has a very strong, unique culture and the ability from one senior class to the juniors and the sophomores on the team to pass that culture on didn't happen in 19. So I, I think, or I'm sorry, in 20. And uh, so I think the, the biggest gap we had was reteaching the young guys the culture of the program. And, and that took longer than getting their sticks back. Um, and you know, that, that culture is something that we take a lot of pride in and, and has been around since Rob started in 95 and prior to even 95, we had a great culture, but I think, you know, starting in 95 again, after a couple of years of down lacrosse at brother rice, that culture was really instilled and, and it was a big, it was a big loss, uh, last year for us, but you know, our, our, our kind of our statement this year was resilience. It was on the back of our shirts. Uh, I think the boys showed resilience all year, whether it was from injury, from COVID season. I mean, that, you know, that was really, we nailed it with that statement this year. I agree. I agree with a hundred percent about the culture thing, because you're dead on. Like, I think that teams like yours and I, mine, I'm really trying to just get it charged up where you got this established one, and like you said, you didn't have any of these guys. That, they didn't play varsity. They, they didn't play varsity. I mean, how many how many seniors played varsity for you two years ago? None. Not one. None. None. Yeah. Like, that's – I mean, my team is a little different, but I probably had a handful. The rest of them, like you said, they didn't play varsity. They didn't understand the culture of the varsity program like you're mentioning, and I think you're dead on like that. I think that's so accurate. Um, and I think a lot of programs had the same issues, but I think from your point of view, you have this history. Uh, it's unbelievable history, right? I mean, you lost; they've lost one time in twenty some years. You think about that, and and all that, and it's just it's it's that culture that you guys have over there that you do, and you have an awesome coaching staff. I know most of the guys over there. And they all breed it and believe it, and it's and that is the hardest part to keep those kids going. I think you're 100 percent on that, Ajay. Yeah, I think. I, I, Go ahead, coach. Yeah, I think that's you. You brought up the coaching staff. I think it's really important to, you know, talk a little bit about that. We are very blessed where we have very little turnover in our coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, over the last 20 years, we've probably had. 12 coaches total throughout all JV, varsity, a, varsity B. Uh, and so when Rob left, we had other guys in, already in the program. You know, I've been there going on almost 20 years now. Uh, so the, the that is that is really, I mean, we are really blessed to have that. And, and when you see these other programs, 
and they're good for a couple of years and then they fall off and you see, you know, coaching changes and, you know, it's, it's hard to have that culture when you're moving coaches around. Right. And, and the nice thing was when, when Rob left eight years ago, and it's hard to believe it's been eight years now, I've been here at the helm, but when Rob left eight years ago, you know, all but one other coach stayed. And so we didn't have a lot of turnover. Right. And we were able to keep that culture going and, you know, that plus, you know, I mean, look, we're also blessed to have an alumni that a lot of them play college lacrosse. Uh, they come back every year afterwards. Uh, you know, they play with our kids in practices. I mean, you know, our guys get to go one-on-ones with guys that are, you know, playing at Georgetown, Harvard, Yale, Notre Dame. I mean, that that's a great preparation for, for the state tournament, right? I mean, not a lot of teams have that. Right. No, that's that's so right. I mean, I, I'm just thinking of all the guys that you have right now at college. And then, you know, you have a pro. I mean, Sergio comes back. You know, he's shooting. I mean, talk about one of the best pure shooters in the game, Sergio Perchevich, He's who's playing professional right now, right? Um, great, great kid, great family. Um, but it's just, you know, those things, those type of things are really beneficial to your program. And I, I think that Speaking of that, just going to the state championship game, I think I saw the difference in your team evolve, right? Because I didn't play you for like a month, and then we played the Catholic League, and it was great. I mean, you guys, you guys crushed us. There's no doubt about it. They they ran hard, but they were so good, and they were so like it was so well prepared, and they moved the ball so quick. Like that's the team that I thought he would have, and they did. They got to that point, and I think after that, they just kind of just rolled. Right. I mean, you, do you agree with that? I mean, even though Heartland is a very good team, let's don't let's don't cut them short. They're a very, very good team. I thought they're the second best team in the state. But I mean, how do you feel about going into that state championship game? Yeah, I mean, look, we we uh, you know, we played Heartland earlier in the year. And, and again, we didn't put a whole lot of stock into that early win against Heartland. Right. Everybody gets better over the course of the year. And uh, one of the things, you know, we we always step on the field believing we're going to win. Uh, that's part of the culture, but we never, uh, you know, we always respect the team across from us. And, uh, and, and I think that was it. I mean, Hartland's got some great players. I mean, look, the, the player of the year was Bo Lockwood this year. Uh, I don't know if that was announced yet, but now I just announced it. No, it's already, um, been, out. It's already been out there. So you're good. Okay. So the player of the year was Bo Lockwood this year. Right. So, uh, they had some really, really good players. They had another All-American or maybe two other All-Americans on the team. Um, and they're well-coached. Nick's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. Um, but we had a game plan for him. And uh, it's funny. We our, our assistant coaches love watching film and, and putting together game plans and scouting reports. And, and they're awesome at it. I mean, they, they, you know, all credit goes to them when it comes to what, how we prepare uh, on the field before the games, off the field before the games. Um, and we, we, we had a good plan, and we knew how we were going to shut them down. And, you know, we, we held Bo to two goals that game, which I don't know many teams who have. Nope. Uh, and, no. <laughs> uh, you know, that was part game plan and, and a lot of Evan DeVito and maybe a little bit more of our goalie Tommy Coons in the second half. Um, so, you know, look, we, we were, we were a bit nervous coming in. We knew they had some great players. 
Um, but we had a lot of good players. Uh, the I, I tell you the biggest, you know, question mark for us coming in is we played six sophomores, yeah. right? And you don't know yeah. how they're going to they're going to compete on the big stage, and and you know they hadn't been there before. Nobody had been there before on our team, but especially the younger guys, you know, that you depend on and how are they going to perform when, when the game's, you know, the game's on the line on the big stage. And interestingly enough, um, those sophomores really performed well. Oh yeah. Coach, one more thing before we let you go. And again, brother rice, another state championship, they knock off uh, heartland uh, this past Saturday out in Howell. Uh, the fine coach uh, joining us here on Faceoff Podcast. Coach, as I mentioned earlier, I know you're not going to say it. I'll say it for you. You guys have been the measuring stick in this state, so you have a unique perspective in your time there of where this great game that we all love has come in the last eight years. Where do you think the game has come? I mean, there's a standard at Brother Rice. Everybody knows it. But when you look elsewhere and you play the other teams in the other state, I guess it's almost like the state of lacrosse from your vantage point. Well, you know, there's there's a tremendous amount of parity in the state, right? I mean, I think it's getting better. I think one of the things the state needs is more guys who played at the next level to coach and get out there, not only at the varsity levels, but at the youth levels. I think one of the things we see, you know, we, we have a lot of teams. And so there's a lot of talent maybe spread across a lot of teams. Right. And, and I think, so you're not seeing some of those teams get better. In fact, I would argue some of those teams are getting worse. Um, but there are some teams that step up and are getting better and have built big youth programs we need those guys who play to, to coach those youth programs. We got away. We got to get away from, you know, the dads who had never played that are, are are coaching these youth guys, and and then the they get to the high school and and, and Coach Durham's got to recoach everything that was taught to him. Right? There's a lot we of bad talk about this all the time, and you know it's funny. <laughs> Colin and I, we had a you know Colin, we had Colin on Chris Colin. And we talked about it. I go, one of the issues in this state, it's a Michigan problem because I don't see it many other places, is the snatch catch. You know what I mean? Like the snap, like top hand cradle. And I'm like, I don't know who taught. I tell kids when they come in, I don't know who taught you how to do that, but you need a bottom hand cradle. I go, every kid that's good, anybody in college, bottom hand cradles. And it's an issue. And it's it's such a fundamental thing that guys are coming to us without the fundamentals and and mm. and that's what he's talking about like recoaching because we are recoaching and it's yeah. it's a lot of that and it's it's not anybody's fault it's just that nobody's taught other people how to coach the right way yeah and i i think it i it just look i love to see a team like heartland in the state championship oh, right yeah. great to see a team rise and and do what they did this year you know and and in in past years there have been other teams that have rised and have taken it. You know, what What I'd like to see, and, and I think what will be kind of the measuring point, right? Like, I, I'll never forget Dan Gilbert saying, I'll know when Detroit's coming back by the number of cranes in the sky, mm. right? We're not there yet. And I'll know when, right, or when Michigan lacrosse is where it needs to be when teams are consistently at the top not just two years and then fall back down and we don't see them for another 10. 
They don't, you know, I mean, that's, and that's what we've seen in the state. And I think it's getting better. It's getting to the point, but we've seen where a team has three, four, five good players and they ride it out for two years. And that's when we get the call that we want to play brother rice those two years, but the other five years we don't. Right. I think that's where we, we need to get consistently. And I, and I see it happening guys like Durham that have, you know, reinvigorated the St. Mary's program and they're, and they're getting back up there and, you know, but it's it's a shame when you look at, you know, I can just speak for the Catholic League itself. I mean, teams like country or uh, uh, UAD and Cranbrook, you know, struggling. And those are perennial, you know, teams that perennially have been pretty good and have been around forever. Right. And so how do we get teams to be good year after year after year? And and I think I think, you know, a lot falls on guys like me and. Durham and, and, you know, getting out and maybe training coaches. I think that's the emphasis that the Michigan High School Coaches Association should really have going forward is how do we train the youth coaches? How do we get them to our practices? How do we make sure that they're getting better? And Greg, you can agree or disagree, but I think you and I have talked enough about it. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that this state misses, and we're going to get to it in a second, but like is having when we coach association we used to have a coaches convention every year in Michigan we'd invite four guys that were big time coaches i remember the one year we had petramala we had what's his name from um salisbury um right, right? we had john paul who was coaching at michigan at the time now and and somebody else and it was just to see the different levels Bergman we had Bergman from uh Salisbury um so we had all these great coaches come and talk to us and everybody that got I got a lot out of it because I love Petramala and his you know he's funny to listen to and he's a really good guy Long Island guy now it's Syracuse. Just, right now at Syracuse right with uh with Gary Gate right so can you believe that two love iconic that. guys love players it. are coaching at Syracuse but that's another story um but yeah it's just one of those things where I think that um we need to get back to the fundamentals, teaching the youth how to play the game, do it the right way, um, and, and just have good coaches keep keep building programs. Because, you know, I was in Northville for 15 years, and it took me a long time to get Ajay to play me. And then when I did play him, it was a pretty tight game. He's like, you got some athletes. I go, we finally gotten it going where we need to get it. And it was, like, a really good thing to see, you know, and um, – and I know Northville a couple years ago in the playoffs, like I wasn't there at that at the time, but they gave you a pretty tough time. I know Sean, uh, Sean prepared for him, but just those, that was the whole, that was the process of like keeping those teams like a Northville up there to keep a team like, you know, where, I mean, pioneer, think about that. Like Ann Arbor pioneer used to be one of the perennial powers. I mean, they played in the state finals several times against you guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And they just kind of just fallen off a little bit. Um, you know, things do get watered down. We know that when schools split and you add schools and so on. But I think for the long car, we can if we can keep getting some of these these programs to keep building up, it's going to help out. Like you know, we had uh, Liam uh, um, on from uh, Castac. That's huge, right there. I think that's a big thing. I know you played sure. them in the playoffs, right? How yeah. was that? How was that experience to just uh, tell our guests on that? I mean, it's look. It's it's great to see it. It's it, it those games should never probably happen, but right. that's a whole different conversation for a whole podcast we can have on that. But uh, <laughs> the uh, 
he's doing an awesome job. And I can tell you, we played him a couple years ago, and I think it was we played him in 19 uh, in the first round, and this year we played him in the second round. And the improvement from year to year was was great. And, uh, you know, look, our guys have a lot of respect for, for those players. Um, I know they, you know, they talk about it all the time, uh, how great it is to see – you know, a, a Detroit public school playing lacrosse. And, uh, you know, I think we need more of that. I think, you know, eventually, I'm going to tell you, there were some great athletes and some decent players out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, eventually they're going to start to rise. Uh, you know, Cast Tech always does in every other sport. So I, I don't have much, uh, you know, doubt that I think, you know, look, they've been around for how many years? Four years, Greg? Yeah, maybe. Four years, and they're better than a lot of teams that have been around ten or fifteen, mm. and that's a testament to what what he's doing out there. And and you know, I'm you know from a from just a pure lacrosse fan, uh, I'm really excited to watch their rise. And when they start is when you guys might see me exit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Lacrosse team. So. Uh, but yet I think it's, I think it's great. And, and look, I, I think, you know, I, I didn't mean to sound pessimistic. The game's growing. We're getting a lot of new teams. It's great to see all these kids. I would say the last thing, and I'm, Greg, it's a challenge on you, man. We got to get that camp at St. Mary's back where you had 500 oh young, around the, well, not necessarily you, but there were 500 <laughs> young kids from the state running around. I think that's the biggest misconception is, these kids need to go to, to camps to learn the game of lacrosse, not to go play out east and try to showcase their talents to colleges right. when they're great. Right. No, they get it. And, and that's what it's turned into. It's it's turned into a, a cash grab uh, in, in the offseason. A lot of times it is. Yeah. It's 100%. And not- and that, no. And like what he's talking about, if people are listening, um, please, this is, a, this is historic. So what, what's funny is, um, Warrior Lacrosse used to have the biggest lacrosse camp in the country, and it was at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And they would stay in the dorms. And friends of mine that work for Warrior, Mike Walker, who was a former coach at St. Mary's, also coached with Ajay at Rother Ice. Um, one of my former uh, good friends, uh, Mark Schwartz, aka Shmata, he was working it because he was working for Warrior. There's a yeah. lot of guys. It, it was, and and you would have. Casey Powell there, um, Hubbard. Uh, you would have anybody that was on contract with Warrior, they would be expected to be at this camp, and it was ridiculously awesome. Like, you would see the best players in the country at this camp, and kids would be, yeah, my coach is, is Jesse Hubbard. Like, are you kidding me? Or Casey Powell or Mikey, Mikey Powell or, 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 or uh, what's the, the oldest, Rhino, right? So, I mean, I mean, this is ridiculous. And these kids would just – and all the free stuff they would get at this camp, it was like – it was awesome. Like, I remember kids telling me, like, oh, yeah, I got, like, four sticks and two heads. And, like, because it was just like, hey, they want to promote the game, and they really did. And that – there was seriously four to 500 kids at this mm. camp. Yeah, well, you never know that was it, you know, and, and I, I think that's what we need to get back to. We need to get yeah. back kids going to get individual learning instead of trying to have a team. And I know my time is probably running out. So for both no, of us. No, so, that's good. 
No, uh, Coach. We, we listen. We're going to hold you to it. We're we're going to have you on again. Uh, you know, we we're gonna we're gonna oh, yeah. take we're gonna take it and we're gonna call it uh, unplugged or something and just let you <laughs> you and Coach Durham are going off and I'm gonna sit back yeah. and listen to it all. I, I can't wait to it. No, it's good. Well, yeah, we have, we all have the same goal. Yeah, the good news is they can't hate me anymore. So uh, <laughs> I'm happy to come on and, and and do it anytime. No, he's you know Ajay's awesome and You're great you know, for the game, coach. He's great really for the are. game, and it's great that what you guys are doing. And like, just don't light up. I'll catch up to you hopefully sooner or later. So well, we hope so. We hope so. And I think yeah, I you're doing a great job. So thank okay, you guys nice. so much. Congratulations yeah, thanks, to you and the Warriors. Talk coach. to you soon, buddy. All right, thanks, Sean. Thanks, Greg. All right. Yep. Birmingham brother Rice gets it done in uh, Division One. Uh, coach uh, Greg Durham, uh, East Grand Rapids, a team that you talked about the very first show. So what's amazing is that so their head coach resigned about I don't know a little while ago before the playoffs started. Their assistant head coach um, Adam Brandt, he's a defensive coordinator for them, took it over. He took him to the final. He won it. They oh, won awesome. with the zone. I mean, I saw Adam, and I'm like, that's just awesome, dude. Good for you because uh, I have some history with Adam. I, I, when he was a kid, I coached him in a long time ago in like two, like 1998, 99, just a U15 thing. And he's, I'm like, just to see him as a man, he's 30 some years old. These kids, like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, I did, like, I'm getting old. Um, but it was great to see. So it, they they deserved it. Congratulations to EGR. Congratulations to all the guys, you know, I don't, we're not going to go through all of it, but like the uh, the the all state guys and all Americans, it was a great season. I'm very happy that these guys got through it. Always want to thank the people that um, allow us to be on, and, and certainly uh, something that I'm uh, quick to say and apt to say: support those uh, that support us. The Michigan High School Athletic Association, the MHSAA, needs officials. Great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game. Support the kids and give back. Help want to just whistle. Go to MHSAA.com slash officials. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page, our website, statechampsnetwork.com, or on the State Champs Michigan social media pages. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash Game Changers. And finally, the DAC, the Detroit Athletic Club's Foundation's male and female high school athlete the year awards congratulations to muskegon mona shores football star brady rose and birmingham sea home running sensation audrey didemio for winning athlete of the year honors this week you can watch the entire award show on the state champs tv youtube and michigan facebook page coach want to give you the last word here before we, it flew by today we could have talked to uh Coach Chalu, forever in a day, but a final word on the 2021 season. Uh, I think the best line was from from what Ajay said, I think resilience. These boys had unbelievable resilience through the season. Um, every team I know is difficult for just about everybody. Um, just proud of everybody to finish the season. We got a great season in. It was a great final. The, both final games were fantastic. Um, great weather. The next thing is hopefully we can get it at a better location. And that's what the plan is. We're going to try to get it at Michigan Stadium or Michigan's lacrosse facilities. Um, and hopefully in 2020, or 2022, uh, we can do that. So look forward to that. And I look forward to seeing you again. 
Yeah, yeah. this is fun. Let's yeah. do it all year next year. Yeah, huh? I'm, I'm right. I love it. Let's it's fun. Go. This is great. Kevin, thank you for all that you do. Yep. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin not only runs the audio here, but uh, chances are you may not know his name. Chances are you've seen him because Kevin is out everywhere, and we appreciate that. Most importantly, thank you for listening. For Coach Durham, I'm Sean Belegian saying so long for now. This is State Champs Michigan's Face Off Podcast.